0: hello and welcome to bravo outsider i'm your host craig midwinter joined as always by dylan ferguson dylan how's it going
1: oh, it's going good happy to be here as always how you doing
0: yeah i'm doing excellent stoked to be here and also stoked to have on the podcast this week from real bitch of bravo podcast it's GHey wiley
2: i may be the real bitch of bravo but there's nothing fake about this, bitch.
0: <laughs> that's good. That, that was one that you came up with on the spot?
2: Yeah, that's on that's the joke. Really Sorry, guys. Sorry for the improv.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. Um, Glad to have you on the podcast. We did your show, like, way back when we were first getting started out and mm-hmm. uh, really finding our, our sea legs here. So glad to have you on. Do you want to let our listeners... Know a bit about your podcast? Absolutely. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you so much, A, for
2: being on my podcast. Um, and B for having me on your podcast, Craig and Dylan. It's it's a pleasure to be here. So thank you first of all for that. Um, second of all, yeah, sure. You guys can um anywhere you get your podcast, it's the real bitch of bravo podcast with G hey, Wiley. It's literally that's the whole entire title. Um, because I guess I had to. Differentiate myself. But yeah, uh, you can get me anywhere you get your podcast. So Spotify, uh, Apple, Google Podcasts. Yeah, we just basically, it's me and my girlfriends, and we get to bitch about Bravo. So it's amazing. It's my great outlet. So I don't have to have my boyfriend hear me talk about Bravo all the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he should be so lucky. We've well, we, we <laughs> yeah. got a full <laughs> slot roster of shows to cover this week. So um, we're going to talk about the most recent episodes of real housewives of orange county real housewives of salt lake city and of new york uh Jihei, which one of these shows are you most excited to talk about
2: all of them <laughs> all of them i have no preference <laughs> you can go anywhere um bravo just keeps giving man with all the drama so i love all three of these franchises um i'm obviously a day oneer for orange county i ride for that um uh, even in even before they brought Tamra back i still Kept watching Real Hospitals of Orange County. And those are some brutal seasons, let me tell you. But um, yeah, I ride for Orange County. I'm glad Tamara's back. And then um, maybe second would be Salt Lake City. New York, the new cast right now, I love them. But th- this is my just my ranking. But New York, the new cast is great. Um, I do miss the old cast a little bit. But uh, I, they're still doing a great job. I think that they're bringing the drama. It's not as much as obviously we would like. I think for me personally... Um, but I still love it. I still think they're doing a great job.
0: Yeah, let's, well, let's get into New York. I, uh, I'm really enjoying this cast and you're right. It hasn't been like jam packed with, uh, drama, but I, I feel like they're bringing it in all sorts of other areas that really kind of make up for that for me. And I mean, this most recent episode, it seems like it's like queuing up the next one to be a real heater. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. What, what were your highlights from this episode?
2: I mean, the highlight, you're right, is the fight that continues, you know, in the next episode w- between Uba and Aaron. I think that that's probably what I'm looking forward to the most or what I was was looking forward to with this episode. I thought they were going to give us a little bit more than what they gave us. Um, but I like that. I th- another highlight from this episode. I love the Jessel um, drama that they're like, you're a liar, but you're not telling us enough. And like all the back and forth <laughs> yeah. between that be- and all of her stuff, including the family, but not really including her life. And then her trying to, there was a lot, there were a lot of layers to that conversation about trying to get to know Jessel. Mm-hmm. So, um, which I really enjoyed. I thought that was funny. Um, and those are probably my my main highlights. Um, Bryn with the flirting has got to dial it down for me. I know she never will. And that's <laughs> just how Bryn is. <laughs> I think the the flirting has gotten to the next level where now she's flirting, you know, with um with our main girl, Jenna Lyons, who I will ride for that woman. She is, she she is the apple of everything. Like I just love her. And I think she is definitely the fan favorite. I think it's very obvious. Um, But I think that the flirting just needs to take a notch down. Sweetheart, like you're getting to like the lesbian (laughs) side. Now of the flirting, I just, I, I need you to taper it down.
0: (laughs) I, I kind of appreciated how like, Indiscriminate, she is about who she's flirting with. Like it's like, if she sees that she can potentially like use it to her advantage, she will. Um, And she's like having fun with it. It it feels like more authentic to me than it ever has. Like that's just kind of how she operates. Whether or not that's like annoying or funny or whatever, Uh, like. I'm not going to make a moral judgment on, on that. But uh, for me, I find it like engaging television. I think it's just funny how much
1: she, she like changed tactics regard to Jenna where in earlier episodes, we saw her just be like, I've got to like, attack jenna like i've got to try to take her down a notch and make her look bad to the other girls kind of like a like like go straight for the queen kind of strategy and that didn't really work for her now she's like all right i'll just fucking flirt with her let's, let's try that instead
2: <laughs> can we can we also bring up the fact that jenna said in her confessional that she loved the prenup she'd automatically prenup up
1: oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> which i don't blame her
2: i don't blame her at yeah, all i would I would up the hell out of out of bryn as well so yeah
0: Uh, Speaking of Brynn one thing that I noticed in this episode was like there's one specific confessional look that we've seen from Brynn through the majority of the past like few episodes that like session of doing the confessionals must have just like she must have just killed it for that session because it's pretty much the only outfit that we have seen in, in those clips.
2: Yeah, no, I I actually I'm not a huge fan of the confessional look, but I am a huge fan of her confessional. She has some great one-hitters. Like she has some very good yeah. comical one-hitters. So I'll give it to her on that one.
0: Yeah. Uh, Dylan, what were what were your highlights from New York? Um,
1: yeah, I, I, I also appreciate the drama around Jessel and I get where the girls are coming from, but it is it does seem like kind of very unfair to her at the same time to be like like,
0: oh, you got to tell us about your, yourself. No, not like that. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Uba said it really well in her confessional. Like, Jessel's parents' story is part of her story, right? It, it's not her complete story, but yeah. it's it's context, and it like, shapes who she is as a person. So, I mean, if you're asking her to open up, I feel like it's completely fair to be like, you know, this is my parents' experience. You can, like, Take from that how you will, how that shaped my, my experience. Um, I don't know. I, I think like it's completely valid for her to bring that up, especially if she's, you know, just trying to share. It's not like she was like being grilled by the cops.
1: Yeah, for sure. If, if somebody asks you to tell your story, you got to kind of decide how to do that, you know, and if that's her way to, to get to it, that's fair. No, it, which, You know, I, I also think it's it's funny that she's going out about her uncle and shit that nobody cares about. <laughs> but, it, you know, it's not fair to coax somebody into opening up and then get angry at them for doing it the way they want to do it. Yeah, um, I mean, <laughs> I
2: think that the same thing is happening with Jenna where they're forcing her to open up and it's Mm. like, she's going to do it, but you know, you don't have to force anything. I think the whole entire Jessel thing with her parents, bringing up her parents, her uncle, all that stuff, is that Brynn did the exact same thing, but she did it in context, right? She did it where like Mm. the two people that she was supposed, that were supposed to love her unconditionally that brought her into this world, they didn't. And this is how it affected my life versus I think Jessel is just saying like, this is her whole entire thing. Now, you know, you know, Dylan's absolutely right. Like everybody has a story and it's always going to include your family. Um, That's just a part of life. That's what it is. I just think that Jessel took the family part and made that the story instead of us knowing about jessel and that she had to shed paper in her internship and that was the only thing that i got out of that whole entire story about her (laughs) now like now i know that her i know that her brothers or whatever are photographers and they had to like sleep in and in the streets and be homeless in new york and i know that her parents like came here from africa and immigrate like i know way more about her family than i do about her and i think that was Mm. the that was the disparaging I- issue that I had at least out of their conversation about trying to get to know Jessel. That was my only issue with that. I'm like, you can make your parents the story. You can make your family the story and it should be this part of the story, but it shouldn't be all of the story. And that's mm-hmm. what I felt like she was doing. I felt like she was giving just the parents side, just the family side. I don't think that was her intent. I just think that that just happened to happen.
0: Do you, Hey, do you think that any of these cast members are going to be like cut they won't get a season two.
2: No, I think all of them are bringing it for now. And also none of them are adding each other, right? Like none of them are really truly going after them. I don't think that these girls have any alliances. They're a little bit more yeah. raw and They're a little bit more. They, it seems like the, like there's very apparent alliances when it comes to orange County. Like everybody's coming after Heather. There's very apparent alliances. You know, when you look at other franchises, they're obviously going after somebody. Um, you know, Salt Lake city, et cetera. There's all, all of them have quote unquote alliances in this one. I think that they're all genuinely trying to get to know each other and be friends. And I don't think anybody's gunning for somebody's job or pushing for somebody to be out. So I think that they'll renew and that these girls will still all be, we're going to see all of them, even though I think some of them shouldn't be on the show. I think they're a little boring, but, um, but for the most part, I think all of them are going to stay.
1: Okay. You got to name names if you say that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, with the exception of her IVF story, i'm not a fan of jessel i think she can you Mm -hmm. can give her the boot um i know this is going to be controversial and maybe it's just one of those things where you ride for one particular housewife and you love that one particular housewife but then you hate a housewife and there's nothing there's no coaxing there's nothing you can say there's nothing you can do there's no there's nothing that you can do to change my mind i'm just not going to like this person um or her character or whatever on the show um and that's sigh i'm just not a fan I just, Mm. I don't (laughs) like her. Um, So I would, I'd be okay if she left, if she was gone. Um, Everybody else I love. I think that they're great. They're good television. Bryn's amazing TV. Like she's epic Bravo television. She exudes what reality TV is supposed to be. She's great. Um, Erin brings it as far as being a housewife. She definitely brings the drama. She brings, you know, the, the controversy, whatever. She's the one that's the stir, the pot stir. Um, so you kind of need that. I guess Cy is a little, and Sai's not really a villain. And what's with the complaining about the food? Like, do you have a tape? Do you really do have a tapeworm? Maybe like you love, <laughs> it's a lot, man. It's just, it's just a lot. So, um, and I mean, Jenna's, if, if she's going to leave because she wants to leave. She's not going to leave because she gets forced out.
1: Uh, Dylan, did you have any other highlights from New York? Um, I did think it was a good, uh, episode for Uba. I like how Uba, um, really kind of, uh, bucks the gang. She gets, she often doesn't like go in for kind of the pack behavior. Like, uh, like when, yeah, um, uh, yeah. Like when, when she, um, uh, she takes Jessel's side in her story, uh, kind of, uh, uh, almost unexpectedly, I would think. And it is kind of reminiscent of how, like, when everybody was taking Bryn's side against Eren, because Eren was being yeah. kind of humorless about the, the flirting thing, and Uba was like, "Well, no, wait, 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 wait. aaron has got a point here. Yeah. I like that Uba doesn't go along with a pack; that she often seems to be kind of copy up with her own opinions. Um, I like that she continues to say weird things, like something was in the back of my oblongata. Um, <laughs> and, and, um, and I think she kind of is right to be mad at Aaron because, you know, hiding somebody's phone is maybe not like a horrible crime, but it is a very bad prank. Like, it's just not yeah. funny. <laughs> it's just not a funny yeah. thing to do, I think, to hide somebody's phone. So, uh, so i am i kind of on, on Uber's side for that. Um,
0: yeah, I, this whole like prank thing, I was surprised that, that this scene that we got between Aaron and Uber that we got at the very end of this that has been teased so much leading up to this episode that it was about a, like a prank war gone wrong. Like, yeah. <laughs> was not what I was expecting whatsoever. And Aaron said in her confessionals, like earlier on in the episode, like I grew up with, with brothers and pranking is part of my DNA then how is she like so bad at it and so like <laughs> humorless yeah. like even when she was trying to get revenge at, on Uba after dinner trying to push her into the pool when Sai <laughs> eventually did like she was just making it so lame like it was painful to watch it was it funny was like, though how it was, I, yeah
1: it was it was yeah. drawn out like like an execution scene in like a gangster movie it was like a Scorsese movie scene. It was, <laughs> yeah. it, it was like, it's like when De Niro realizes he has to bump Jimmy Hoffa and the Irishman. It's just like this slowly dragged out realization. It was kind of funny.
2: Can I <laughs> can I mention the fact that Dylan has like the best references, by the way. Like, every time that you, like, compare something in <laughs> Housewives history, it's always, like, an amazing reference. I just wanted to point that it's usually out. usually
1: just, like, the last movie I watched, to be honest. Was yeah. <laughs> I wish from the last movie you watched? No, actually, it's been a while. But it, <laughs> I'm always watching it in the back of my mind.
0: <laughs> um, the other thing I wanted to bring up was the scene where they were all sharing their most embarrassing moments. I really like that we got this put in there as like a contrast to like jessel's storytelling about her past Mm -hmm. like how she Mm -hmm. she did like the girls had a point she did seem like she was more open and honest when she was telling this story it just like read as more authentic um so having that contrast was really funny especially like compared to all the other all the other stories that were were told yeah
1: erin's not beating the humorless charges with her like oh embarrassing story once my kid was crying on a plane
2: yeah yeah <laughs> i have to
1: fuck? just cast if you don't have anything better
2: yeah right i'm I'm a huge erin fan i know that sounds controversial i don't think a lot of people like her i actually love erin it's also probably because i used to live in new york so like i had a lot of friends that were from the city that acted exactly like this so for me, I'm like that. This kind of girl is like I'm used to. I'm used to this kind of girl. But that being said, she's got to do better when it comes to those embarrassing stories. Your kid was embarrassing. Yeah. Stop. Like you can come up with something better. <laughs> I'm sure. Like I'm. I'm sure you had like your when you got bat mitzvah or something. You had something embarrassing happen to you. Like these girls are going way back into <laughs> their rolodex of embarrassment. Like you can, you can up your game a little bit on that one. So. <laughs> Yeah, I was kind of disappointed in Aaron yeah. with that.
0: Jenna's story was absolutely amazing. Like, oh, yeah. it was great. <laughs> it was fantastic. Yeah, Rafe Fines, like being the the big like reveal. reveal. I, I don't know. I thought it was great. <laughs> Fun cabio, <caveat>, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: No, I mean that's why Jenna's awesome.
0: Yeah, am I the only one who thought his name was supposed to be
1: pronounced in some fucked up way, like Rafe Fiennes and not like Ralph Fiennes. Did I just dream that?
0: I, it's it's Rafe Fines, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think okay. the last name is spelt is pronounced normally, but the first is like Rafe,
1: right? Pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought there was some fucked up pronunciation there. Um, by the way, do you know his uh, his brother's full name? I'm gonna look this up right now because I looked up once Joseph Fines and was just like laughing for a whole day when I saw that his full name is Joseph Alberic Twistleton Wycombe Fines. Uh, this is. <laughs> You know that Monty Python like upper class twit of the year skit where they all have like these absurd like rich yeah. people names. That's the best one did, I've ever heard. You... Did you ever watch? Uh, oh, that's that. That's... Did you make that up or was that real? That's real. That's real. Oh. <laughs> like if it was Wikipedia. I just read it off Wikipedia now.
0: That's amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's having having one of the Fines brothers show up as like the the judgment judgmental person who picks you up is just an amazing way to end a story like that. So good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Um, do you guys have anything else from New York before we move on?
1: Um, quickly, it will be hypocritical because I was making fun of Heather for wearing a wet wetsuit, but Jenna does look good in a wetsuit. You, you can look good in a wetsuit. You know, it's, it's kind of like Charlotte <laughs> Rampling and orca. It's a really good look for some people, especially if you're if you're long like like Jenna is.
2: <laughs> I was about to say, I'm like, I didn't mind Heather in the wetsuit. I think I, th- I didn't think she looked horrible. She didn't look great.
1: No, but she, didn't she didn't look, look bad. Horrible. It was it was. It was just funny in the situation because they're take they're on a slip and slide.
2: Yeah, yeah. As opposed to like I go yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean I but Jenna can make anything look elegant, to be honest. Let's get real. Like that woman yeah. can make anything look elegant. Well
0: so. let's uh let's keep moving our way uh chronologically backwards. Uh let's talk about Real Housewives of Orange County. Uh Jihei, what did you think of this episode?
2: I mean, they all bring it. It's so good. I, I just I have no complaints about Orange County. Um, I'm moving through my notes really quick so I can just give you guys a little bit better. Um, Oh, Vicky coming back. I mean, you can't talk about that episode without Vicky coming back Um, and coming back to Playa del Carmen, which you can't have a Mexico trip without having Vicky there. I mean, it just seems really weird. Um, I love the woohoo Vicky and I know she's going to come back. I know this is her like, to like get back in and get her orange back i'm not really looking forward to it to be honest with you i'm not a vicky fan um but i i'm not a vicky fan as far as like her being a housewife however i am a vicky fan as far as her being a woohoo whoop it up kind of a person i think she's great at it i think it's wonderful i love the vacation kind of vicky it's the same thing with shannon um i love the vacation shannon maybe she's having too much of a vacation right now Sorry that that's happening to her. Um,
0: oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, so I just, but as far as Vicky, the the return of Vicky, I mean, it's epic. It's everything. It's the moment. So like, I love that Vicky is back just to whoop it up for them and cause a little bit of, you know, drama. It gives me a little bit of the ics, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm here for it because the needle wouldn't move if she, if she didn't bring it up. Right. So. Um, she brought up, you know, yeah. Jen's of Jen and the cheating of, uh, again and all that stuff. So she's definitely good at what she does when it comes to the housewives world. Um, that's why she's getting that lifetime achievement award, I guess. Um, yeah. so I, I, I I was here for Vicky. That was like my favorite, one of my favorite, um, parts that I think all of us were looking forward to, cause we saw it in the preview.
0: As soon as she opened up the door and I realized that like, she was coming back, I was like immediately paying, like twice as much attention to the episode because I mean I am like a Vicky fan I like make no uh, um, I don't hide that I think that she's like a fantastic housewife and should never have been cut I get that OC was in a place where it needed to like have a little bit of a shake-up but I don't think that this was the move uh and this is like she made this episode that much better yeah it's kind of funny that she's she seems to be there to do one thing which is to like call it
1: jen's relationship that tamra like basically asked her to do it seems even though vicky doesn't fucking know these people clearly right <laughs> yeah. like she's talking about it and somebody says something about ryan and she's like who's ryan like yeah. she doesn't fucking know what she's talking about
0: yeah <laughs> 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 she, yeah we we've heard of hired guns before she's a hired right. spoon yeah. <laughs> yeah she really is. She totally is oh it's so so true oh
2: man um by the way i don't know if you guys saw my post on this but the water aerobics that they did when they sat down to l- before they sat down to lunch i just sat there oh, and was just yeah. like i was like you're not that old. Like, why are you doing, no no offense to people that are doing water aerobics by any means, but like, (laughs) I'm like, you're not that old. I'm like, you may be abuelas, but like, you're not ancient. Like you're not like (laughs) insanely old. I don't know. Like not old enough to like be doing water aerobics. Like women in Orange County do yoga, Pilates, like water aerobics is the last thing that they're doing unless they're like 80 none of these women are 80, so... It's literally the saying. last thing they're
1: doing. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, but another...
2: I mean, I think this is going a little bit viral on social media is um, Heather calling um, Emily uh, Snuffleupagus and, and yeah. making it a compliment. Like, <laughs> oh, honey, you're just digging your grave right now. You're just, and, and I don't yeah. think that she is she do you guys really think that she could fit in in beverly hills because that's the rumor that that's where she wants to go hence the la home etc
0: um yeah i don't know so i remember hearing that rumor that she was gonna or she was trying to be back on uh real housewives of beverly hills a long time ago like right after she first left orange county and there's always been like oh she's gonna go there i think even before she left like when she was beefing with uh Kelly Dodd and she thought she was so much better than everyone on Orange County. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think she's got some like transferable skills from being a housewife. Um, I think that one of her strengths on Orange County is to give us some sort of like benchmark to measure the, kind of the wealth and the status of these other women in orange county and i don't Mm. think that like beverly hills really needs that i think you know that dynamic is plays out a lot more interestingly in orange county versus like on beverly hills everyone is just like so wealthy that i think most people aren't able to kind of get a sense of like you know, the difference between each of the, the housewives. Like it's just an, at another level. Yeah. I just, I think that she would be like a little bit more, um, a little bit less valuable on Beverly Hills than she is on orange County. So uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I could see it being a mistake, a mistake if she's cast on Beverly Hills, but you never know. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: and also those women have genuine friendships on that Beverly Hills cast. Like they actually hang out with each other, like off camera. Um, they actually go on trips with each other. I mean, we saw Lisa Renna, Erica Jane. They were in Paris together for however long. Um, you know, all of them went to their sh- to her show, her current show. Um, and speaking of that, are you guys going to BravoCon?
0: No, oh, are you?
2: So I will be in Vegas for that weekend because I live in LA. It's a forty-five minute flight. Um, oh yeah so I will be there, but I haven't gotten a ticket yet. I'm trying, cross your fingers. I work for a, um, the sporting tribune. So I'm trying to get a media credential. <laughs> like I'm pushing for that. I'm like, even if it's just one day, oh. I just want, I want a media credential. Even if it's just Friday or Saturday, I don't care which day I can't do it on Sunday. Yeah. Cause I'm going to go and watch football all day. But, um, Friday and Saturday, I'm like, pushing to be able to go and cover it. And if not, I'm probably just going to do some like sound bites or whatever, just around, um, the casinos or whatever. So, and just ask Bravo fans some questions, but I will be there. I just, so I may not be actually where the panels are and stuff like that. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, uh,
0: I think it's going to be like, yeah, it's probably going to be a blast. There's like things about the, um, the fandom that I find are just like not the most fun part of being a Bravo fan. So I don't know the whole the, the whole reaction to how Rachel has been treated has been really put it's really put me off of the fandom a little bit. So um, if it's going to be a big like, you know, scandal celebration of like taking Rachel down, then that's not really what I want to go and like take. People are too mean about her lunches. Those fig Newtons look good. (laughs) 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 But really, anytime like uh, Tom or Rachel come up online, there's still like so many people are so like upset about it, and I don't know. It's Mm. just yeah, I find it. Um, almost almost <laughs> embarrassing that it's like you're still yeah. like that mad about this. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, the I, I agree with you. I think um, I actually just did a, a an episode before with um uh, a, a comedian, actually, um Renee Gautier, and she um was talking about the backlash and treatment. and she's like, I've moved on. How come everybody else hasn't moved on?' right yeah. um from the from the scandal and some of them are like they've never watched a show before so i get it and like it because i mean this thing was in cnn it was on fox yeah. news like it's like the amount of coverage that it got was insane to me i'm like wait this was on cnn like <laughs> i'm thinking e-news you know that it eventually got <laughs> on the wall street <laughs> journal like how is this news like how, yeah um, I, I, eventually I, I did got not the, know that
1: yeah, I want to see wall. Wolf Blitzer being like, breaking news. <laughs> then- no,
2: it, it was crazy when it first came out. It like spread like wildfire. So when it initially came out, obviously, it's only on TMZ. It's only on E! News. It's only going to be on mm-hmm. like the Bravo Network, all that stuff. But then it branched out because you do have celebrity Bravo fans that were like going on their social media and talking about it and whatever. So news outlets were like, okay, well, this is actually something that people should care about, I guess. I don't know. So it went out and the environment that I work in, like nobody knows about Bravo. Like um, I kind of buried the lead on this, but I met Shannon Bedore um, a, a few months ago. And she, by the way, sweet as pie, but she wasn't really wasted. So like, I can't, I can't judge for that. But, um, she, but the, nobody knew who she was. There was maybe like a hand, like less than a handful of people that knew who she was. So you know, these people aren't really well known everywhere other Mm, than to us rabid fans. And, um, so for it to get on, there was articles in the Washington and Washington post and the New York times on this, which boggled my mind. I'm like, how are you covering this? It's so, um, but that being said, I was just like, if you're a day oneer and you've watched Vanderpump rules from the get go, you're over this, you're moving on. You want to know what's going to happen next right? You don't want, yeah, you're, you're done looking sure. behind. Um, you're, you want to keep going and everybody else like wants to just keep talking about it. Cause this is brand new to them. Um, yeah, I'm one of those people. I'm like, I'm ready to see what season 11 has in store. So let's talk about
0: that <laughs> and not talk mm, about the rest yeah. of Scandal. I'm ready to move on. For sure. Uh, Dylan, what highlights did you have from orange County?
1: um the staphylococcus bit was good because it is really funny yeah. to try to twist that and pretend that it's somehow it's a, a compliment good. without explaining how it's a compliment yeah. but also funny how nobody seems to know what staphylococcus is yeah uh, right right <laughs> including the producer who's like he's not a dinosaur no he's not a dinosaur he's a fucking mammoth or a mastodon or something he's clearly a mammal he's not a dinosaur De- Uh, he's not Sasquatch either and I really like how Tamra like trying to describe Sasquatch is like the the big hairy guy who runs the jungle like uh, (laughs) not to be too much of a cryptid nerd but that's not what Sasquatch is either nor is it what Snuffleupagus is uh so yeah just really funny how, how nobody can correctly identify that um it it's kind of Uh, gratifying but also disappointing at the same time for me to finally see them like go Jen into like getting angry and start like acting uh, acting out against everybody like talking about her relationship because I feel like they've been trying to do that this whole season where she's been like uh weirdly stoic and reticent uh in face of these accusations to the point where you kind of watch the show thinking like wait why why is she on the show (laughs) if like her like (laughs) reaction to like people accusing her of things is just to kind of like not say anything not fire back uh which i think is an understandable way to react but like not for somebody who's been cast on one of these shows um so we we finally get her like like because Tamara goes really hard on her, actually, like really, maybe too hard. Like Tamara goes pretty hard uh, uh digging into her and saying that you know she ruined her family, and also by the way, your Fendi and Gucci is fake. Just gonna throw that in there at the same time. Like, <laughs> I forgot about <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so you know, finally gets her angry, and uh and I guess we'll see where it goes from there. But it was like it was kind of yeah for me. It was like at the same time, like oh great, finally she's gonna like like uh, really put her perspective out there because she's going to be pissed off. She's going to try to defend yourself. But at the same time, I kind of like was almost um, almost feeling it when she just didn't want to like get her hands dirty and didn't want to feel like I have to defend myself. Like if I don't want to defend myself, I won't. So so at the same time, there was a bit of like disappointment uh, in my reaction being like, oh, well, they finally got you. You know, you finally walked into the trap that they've been trying to set for you and bait for you this whole time. (laughs)
0: yeah I like I see where you're coming from with that like it wasn't doing anything for me but the fact that she was strong in her resolve not to like discuss this was was notable I I don't like it when you know housewives are not transparent especially if they're not really bringing anything else and I felt that way with Jen I feel like I don't know. I've got, I've got cats and they have found mice before and before they kill them, they like play with them and that like it gets to a point where it's almost hard to watch them like torture a mouse and this season of Orange County is starting to feel that way with Jen like she's just so ill equipped for this job that she's just a toy for all of these all these women that are much better at this than than she is mm. i liked how vicky like i jen set herself up for this by deciding to play truth or dare or whatever like maybe that was at the like producers insistence but like yeah you know she she's like oh let's play truth or dare immediately asks vicky like under the pretense of like trying to get to know you and then like bails on the question thinking that she's going to shut down an opening for this but vicky and she's yeah because jen's like um okay well how about we let someone who knows you better ask you a question for for truth since we don't have a history and vicky is just like well i think that you and i both have a situation where there's a man who's bad for us that's my truth yeah <laughs> like, that was really funny <laughs> like not even waiting for a question just like oh Truth means speak my truth about your shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I <love that. laughs> but I mean, that's
2: why Vicky's a pro. That's why Vicky's such a pro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's why she's meant for reality television. I mean, minivan. You know, like sh- she's yeah. she's very she's very much an epic housewife, and I totally understand that. I just still, ugh, I don't know. She's just she. I just love the whoop it up, Vicky. I'm just gonna keep emphasizing that. Like, I just love when she yeah. parties and has a great time, and like you see her in the streets of TJ, like pouring shots down people's throats. I like, I just love that, Vicky. I don't know, like every other Vicky. I just can't. her her surprising um, her Ryan, and in, in college, I love that scene. That was just like, <laughs> yeah. I wish my I wish my mom did that. My mom is insanely conservative. <laughs> like, I wish my mom came in with the with a twelve pack of of beer and started shoveling vodka down my throat or something <laughs> like at my sorority if I was in a sorority you know I would I love whooping up Vicky need more of her yeah
0: I, I think the editors did a really great job with this like vacation party as well and this this truth or dare conversation where you know Jen's only defense was like. Oh, I've heard everything that everyone else has heard, unless someone's sitting on something and then immediately cut to Tamara, like giving this like side eye while like drinking, (laughs) taking a sip of her her drink. And uh, yeah, no. And then the next morning, like waking up hung over to that I song, (laughs) just (laughs) like really well, well put together. Yeah.
2: I mean, that's why you have that. Those guys deserve raises. I don't know how much they're getting paid, but those editors deserve raises. They make they make the show so much more than it, than it probably is, um, especially with the footage that they're given. I think they're given a lot, right? Like mm, these ladies sure. are oh, filmed yeah. for a while, yeah. So kudos mm-hmm. to the editors. It's it's insane what they give.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, so, what do we think is our Jen's designer clothes fake or not? If they are, who I gives a camera. shit? <laughs> yeah, I also don't care, but, uh, yeah. but but I believe that Tamara knows what she's talking about.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I and and here's the thing: you can also rent those clothes. By the way, there's an app for that, sweetheart. So if you really did need to, if you wanted to, want to keep up with the Joneses, you can. I just think it's so unnecessary because that's not what the real housewives of Orange County is. At least not to me. Like,
0: yeah, true. We
2: we see like yes, Heather sets Heather Dubrow sets the bar for the wealth in Orange County. But Tamara's first season or like after she got her divorce, she was in like a two, three bedroom home. You know, Gina is a great example. She was in a small little, you know, a small little what what is it called? The casita, you know, with her with her kids. Like we don't need the glitz and the glamour. You don't need the Fendi or the Frada or whatever. We like we just want to see you in this. Now, Beverly Hills is a totally different. You just
0: need denim yeah seriously
2: and bad and bad hair like i'm good uh, like you can (laughs) you you can be you like in orange county that's the beauty of this franchise is that when we initially saw all of the ladies in season one like yeah maybe they had some designer stuff or whatever but they all worked they all were like You know, this is what I'm wearing. I'm wearing yoga pants and whatever to get to my destination. Like they were real. And that's, I think, what people appreciated a little bit more out of this franchise. Now, again, Beverly Hills, totally different because it's Beverly Hills. Dubai, yeah, bring it. You better bring the Chanel and whatever because you're in Dubai. But you're in Orange County. If you've ever been to Orange County, stop like nobody's wearing like normal people that live there are not wearing gucci fendi prada any of that stuff they're wearing billabong volcom and they're wearing like reef flip-flops like I, it just it's not you don't need to wear any fake stuff like stop i don't know i um but
0: hmm.
2: i do believe tamra <laughs> it probably is fake <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: um i do want to talk a little bit more about gina this episode because like I mean, I keep saying it, but I think that she's continuing her great season, and everyone online seems like they're they're shitting on her, saying that she deserves to be like demoted to friend of or, or kicked off. But I thought that like she did a really good job, you know, kind of being a little bit nebulous with how she was arranging and positioning herself uh, in an alliance with with Jen, and then you know immediately she kind of seemed to realize that Jen was not going to react strongly enough for her own shit. So she's like, certainly not going to be, you know, going to back bat for Gina and she (laughs) jumped, she jumped ship. I thought that, you know, that was smart. Uh, I also really like how we've seen a few times on this season where she has like taken the opportunity when Tamara has stepped away from the group in order to try to like, reshuffle the deck and we saw that mm. at that lunch. And as soon as like, you know, Tamara went off after after Heather, um, you know, she she was trying to like, you know, just settle things out in a way that was advantageous for us for us and she or for herself. And I think that, um, you know, I think that it's it's smart to do it that way openly at the table when things look favorable to you as opposed to doing it kind of in back channel communications, because then like people aren't able to use that, like that conversation, like, Oh, you know, Gina took me aside to talk about this. If it's happening like openly here, the only person that that information is going to have an impact on is, is Tamra. And, you know, if she sees Tamara as like a, you know, a lost cause for her side, then, I think that that is, that is smart.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think she's an amazing shit stirrer. I mean, we saw, we saw from the very beginning of this season to, to currently now, right. She's very good at um, stirring the pot and she knows it too. I mean, I think she said it in her confessional. She's like, I'm fully aware that I am stirring the pot that I am whatever, but she also says it about other people as well. Um, She's learning. She's, she's learning a lot quicker, I think, than some other women as well. I think that, granted, she had an alliance automatically, I think, with Emily from the get-go, and then that split, yeah. right? So then she had to learn, okay, I'm going to have to tie myself to somebody. She tied herself to Heather, and then all this other stuff happens um, now that her and Emily are back. Um, yeah, I don't believe the hype. I love Emily and Gina. I think they're great. I, I, I don't know where yeah. this hatred's coming from. Mm-hmm. I don't get it um maybe is she just not glamorous as you know all these other women is she not giving you enough of her story um are bad things not happening to her I think the second that she got sober is the second that everybody's like I'm done with her because she's no longer drinking she's no longer drinking she's no longer a shit show so you know uh she's not getting DUI she's being a responsible parent (laughs) like I get. I guess maybe they don't deem her I guess as like housewives material because of that but i think us seeing the development and the growth of her is is a great story in and of itself at least for me i love seeing her grow because you know she's she's trying to get a career like she has a developing story she's not just stagnant right um i don't know i love gina i think that she should stay that orange needs to be permanently in her in her hand yeah. because she always she always knows what's going on too she knows how to adapt to the game and i think that she's been yeah, trying I to adapt like constantly
0: i i think that's the big thing for me like she's just a really good social player of the the housewife game she doesn't like i don't think that she finds herself in a position that she can't you know get out of or that is you know i i i just love watching her play the game i do want to have some time to talk about salt lake city because i think it was probably my favorite of the bunch but i there was one comment in orange county that i just need to address there was uh jen said something about like so your job is to busy yourself in my pain directing that at tamra and yes, that is literally her job. That is like, that's what she gets her paycheck for. So, you know, maybe reread your contract there, Jen. Um, let's uh, let's get into Salt Lake City. Jihei, how are you feeling about this season so far?
2: I mean, coming out with a bang, aren't they? Um, I think it's interesting that, uh, I guess all good things have to come to an end. And by all good things, I mean like all, you know, um, fights and feuds have to come to an end. I just wish that it didn't come this quickly. I think what it's been two years since Lisa Barlow and Meredith Marks and Heather Gay and Whitney Rose um, were considered bad weather and just, and the best of friends when it comes to Lisa Barlow and Meredith yeah. Marks. I'm wondering, I want to ask you guys, how long do you think this is going to last? Because I just feel like Meredith is one of those people that she can just so easily be ticked off about a bathtub about, you know, you talking shit about anything, you know, having to do with her life. But that's why you're on reality television is to show us your life. So and also certain things are said in jest. Maybe you need to have a better sense of humor. I don't know. I just I don't know how long this this truce between Barlow and Meredith are gonna is gonna last. I was wondering what you guys thought.
0: Yeah, I feel like, you know, Three of those women are great housewives and the other is Heather Gay. And um, I think that the the alliance is going to last as long as is beneficial for Whitney in the case of Heather and Whitney. I don't think she doesn't seem like she's like fully into it. She's just kind of like, yeah, whatever. She doesn't need Heather, I don't think. Um, so I don't imagine that lasting very long unless you know unless it seems advantageous to her um i don't know that heather it provides like great support and is a you know a, a great kind of friend to bolster bolster her side of things so i don't see that being very long lasting and um you know meredith and whitney are both are meredith and lisa are both fantastic housewives and I could see this lasting a bit longer since they do have more of a personal history, like prior to the show. Um, They were longtime friends apparently before this. So I could see them, you know, maybe getting back to that. But Meredith is just like so hypersensitive and it makes her a great housewife. But to be like in a friendship with someone who is that way and constantly like as a job with her being put into very um stressful social situations um i think that that might be challenging for her relationship so um i feel like that one's kind of short-lived as well and i honestly i don't think that lisa is the type of housewife that really needs that much of a like an ally in these situations she just like floats through she operates on her own like plane that is like you know a thousand feet above where everyone else is and just like thinking about maritime stuff all day and (laughs) that's you know that's that's enough to make her an icon i don't know she's got the it factor
2: yeah no i definitely agree with you on on barlow i think uh, i don't hate her but i don't love her i'm like that in between when it comes to lisa barlow but she's going to have that snowflake flake as long as she wants to keep it. I There's yeah. nobody's removing, unfortunately and unfortunately I guess for her, nobody's removing Lisa Barlow and her lost $60,000 ring and nobody's going to remove <laughs> Meredith Marks. I don't think um, just cause they do both bring, <laughs> bring it. Um, one thing that did stand out to me that I did um, enjoy watching was Monica, um, the newbie, and getting to know her a little bit more and a little bit more. And I think we're going to o- over every single episode, it's probably going to show us a little bit more um, of into her life. But I liked this. Um, speaking of, you know, Orange County and fake Fendis and all that other stuff, like, I like mm-hmm. this side side of this franchise, because it doesn't all have to be glam. Right? Right. You know, yeah. she came, I don't want to say she fell from grace, but, you know, she kind of fell from grace once she went through this divorce and once she got excommunicated from the church, which I find extremely hypocritical. And this is probably why I don't go to church mm-hmm. anymore, um, that, you know, she gets punished, but the guy doesn't. Um, she mm-hmm. felt bad and was like, you know, she said, I'm sorry, I did this, da, 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 and she gets punished again. Guy do- the guy doesn't. Um, but I'm glad that she shared that with us. Right. I I think that that's I think everybody can kind of relate to that in some way, shape or form, whether it's her buying her first Louis by herself or, you know, her getting excommunicated from the church. I think everybody can kind of relate to something that has happened to them in that similar fashion or whatever. So I appreciate her doing that and coming out and showing us her insecurities. I think that that was like my hugest takeaway from the episode. Um, I loved her for that.
0: Mm-hmm. this scene that we got between her and her mom, where she's like crying about like buying a Lou uh, Louis Vuitton bag was so honest. And, you know, I love to see that kind of honesty, especially like out of a first year housewife and it, it felt very raw. And um, uh, the fact that she was this honest about her feelings and her decisions and everything uh, in front of her, her kid as well. I really love that. She seemed like she'd, is a great parent. So, um, I loved seeing that. And I also loved getting it like uh, a contrast with the scene later where Lisa loses a $60,000 ring and is like <laughs> yeah. a little upset about it, but it is mostly like, oh, whatever. I'm going to call and see if like I can get a replacement. Uh, just such a stark yeah. contrast to someone that is, yeah. you know, so like has such like buyer's guilt about mm. maybe making, uh, a not so smart financial decision because they wanted to fit in versus someone that just like, you know, doesn't have to think about that whatsoever.
1: And such good work by the editors to underscore that too, because they keep every time like Lisa says something about oh it was sixty thousand dollars casually they all, they always have a cut to Monica like kind of keeping her mouth shut like uh, uh, guiltily clutching her, her Louis, which is yeah. uh which which is a great work to uh, to highlight that contrast like you said Greg, and I couldn't agree more with you guys. I love Monica in this episode; she's becoming a favorite for me, and uh, I really liked. Um, uh, I, I always like seeing somebody like uh, express their insecurity about like wealth and social status gaps and to have the fact that she has like a, you know, an emblem of that with this, like Louis Vuitton bag that she like feels that like kind of represents her insecurity, but also her guilt over feeling like she needs to compensate for that because she knows she doesn't want to feel like she has to like be uh to, to compensate to to make these these un- financially unnecessary gestures. uh to uh, in order to play with these women but she did it and, and now she's guilty about that and then when we have her like uh, uh at like the airport like uh, clutching her bag and be like yeah yeah i've, I've got like, being insecure it's like yeah i've got my zed X on me Zanny's in the louis yeah. and then like doesn't <laughs> really get a reaction and just kind of says it again like a little bit more like guiltily like yeah zannie's in the louis <laughs> just like her like kind of like awkwardness and insecurity is like very um uh empathetic i think and i and, uh, she was my favorite part of this episode yeah
0: and yeah. these are like these are the things that I love about reality television that you don't often see in other media. Like we've got these big sweeping season long stories that we're getting, but also over the course of this, this episode, we got to see this complex relationship that, uh, Monica has with, uh, an inanimate object. And, you know, she's, got this like guilt and this embarrassment about this and but she can't like just throw that away and put it aside and be like oh that was disgusting that was a mistake I don't want to look at it she still needs that as a shield in this social situation and like she needs to clutch onto that in order to fit in and it's so compelling and then to see that played against the relationship that Lisa Barlow has with something that you know should be a lot more sentimental and significant and is more expensive and it being you know um less of a big deal for her is so compelling Mm -hmm. uh ga what other highlights did you have from salt lake city
2: yeah i mean these are little one offers they're not like i don't think like big huge moments right but i mean the mary cosby shade across the board is probably um a huge highlight for me as well (laughs) her first of all her calling uh, the motel Trixie and asking if they have Dom, <laughs> I mean, you can't get more classic yeah. than that for Mary Cosby. than the, her, <laughs> um, the chips going across the way and her not wanting, you know, the dust or the crumbs or whatever, like you peasants, <laughs> like put that away from me. And then the last but not least, but you got to mention it is when, um, Lisa Barlow keeps mentioning the $60,000 ring before she says, I'll, I'll just call my jeweler and, make sure it's insured and get a, get a replacement before she says that. I love when she says that does not look like a $60,000 ring,
0: yeah. and just shades <laughs> her like crazy.
2: Um, I mean, these are the small little joys that like I think people get when you get reality television, you get their little one zingers, one liners. And Mary Cosby's is really great for that. I think she's, she, she's on the equivalent of level of Vicky for me, as far as like zingers and coming in for like monument, monumental, like, Moments, right? So, mm. Mickey comes in and whoops it up and shakes things up and makes that episode a little bit brighter and whatever. Mary Cosby comes in for the shade and it's great and I'll live for it all day long because it's just comical. It just makes me laugh. um Also, her not, but her not knowing, like just, I think that she's happy with being a friend of, and I think we're just gonna continue to see her maybe being a friend of. I think that a lot of people want her to get her snowflake back, and I think she's very okay with not. Having her snowflake, so and I'm okay with that too. I think she's great as a friend of, um, but yeah, all of the that that definitely stuck out. Um, uh, sorry, I I agree.
0: To... I think that I think that Mary is just fine as yeah as a friend of when she was when she did have her snowflake and was like a full full blown housewife. Um, we still didn't see her very like participatory. She was often just shooting scenes alone in her in her house, and yeah. you know that did give us like something, but um, I think we're getting the appropriate amount of Mary. I'm really enjoying her this season. And um, yeah, I, I think this is a good amount for, for Mary.
2: Yeah. Dylan, do you agree or do you disagree? Do you want more of Mary?
1: Um, I don't know. I'll have to see some more. I think, you know, so for me, I'm, I never watched Salt Lake City before this season. So th- all these people are new to me. Uh, every time somebody shows up, it's a surprise, uh, or in the case of Whitney's husband, a jump scare, but (laughs) Mary is definitely really funny and unpredictable. So yeah, I definitely would like to see, to see more.
2: Um, I'm looking forward to the last, the last thing I will say is that I'm looking forward to the ex, like what Angie K is trying to expose between Meredith and her. Um, like Mm. affairs or whatever. Um, Maybe she's bringing up the past because all of them bring up the past a lot. And then I'm also looking forward to just Meredith and another epic get out, you can leave um, kind of moment. I'm really (laughs) looking forward to that. Um, And then, like you guys said, I wish that they would just expose names, but I get it. You know, they're still on a show. They got to let it linger a little bit. Um, But Meredith basically bringing up Angie Kay and like all of her dirt um, to Lisa Barlow I want to know about that a lot more. That just made me extremely intrigued at what she knows and vice versa, uh, what they know about each other. Cause they do, they are, they were friends for like a while or they like, they, all of them, like I'm assuming Salt, Salt Lake's extraordinarily small, just like pockets of LA mm. and pockets of any area really. So they probably all know the tea about all of them. It circulates. So I'm looking forward to that for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Totally, uh, Dylan, what were your highlights? Um, I I did actually
1: like like you just mentioned Jihei I do like the idea that they are all know these things about each other because yeah Salt Lake City itself is I think like actually a pretty small place like it's like only a few hundred thousand people I think in proper Salt Lake City so that kind of adds a new dynamic to it and like I said I'm still discovering the show so I'm just uh, delighted to learn more about the whole milieu I'm really delighted to learn more about the Mormon church and how fucking weird it is Uh, this is very fun to me Uh, and the way they keep like referencing vague these things like death oaths and excommunications yeah. And, yeah. and you know the mission and the garments you know heather says something very <laughs> ominous about it. You, you no longer have the garments which i guess is some sort of like <laughs> sacred underwear you have to wear um it all seems so bizarre and and really fun to me uh and i think it, you understand a lot about how these like kind of niche religions work i think by watching somebody like heather who Uh, despite branding herself now as a bad Mormon is clearly still extremely invested in the idea of how to be a good Mormon and is very invested in policing other people's Mormonism. And you see how much this is like part of her life and her upbringing. Right. It's just like, I, i it makes me think that for a lot of these like niche religions, like a, a big part of the hook and the appeal is really just that you get to be good at following rules. They give you rules. You get to follow them. It's fun to follow rules and it helps like nurture and breed these people like Whitney and Heather, who are such fucking, uh, like Prissy Hall Monitor, uh, Tracy Flick kind of uh, El Woods. Uh, pick a Reese Witherspoon character. They are yeah.
0: Reese Witherspoon yeah. characters.
1: <laughs> All little Reese's pieces out there, but very, uh, like very invested in the idea of like following the rules and and being and being good at it. And uh, and and now that they're like leaving the church, but they can't really leave behind that obsession with like telling people how to like follow the rules properly and not um and i did see heather and whitney a bit earlier because i watched the uh, the last ultimate girls trip and it was funny especially now in in retrospect seeing that the way uh whitney and heather bickered about like how not to be a mormon now that they're not mormoning (laughs) mormoning <laughs> <Yeah>. anymore
0: <laughs> and
1: and uh you there's a the bit where like whitney was almost like pulling like a reverso card on heather being like oh but actually you haven't taken your names off the rolls because there are rules to not be a mormon and now you're not yeah. following the rules to not <laughs> being a mormon <laughs> and uh really funny but yeah it does seem kind of fucked up too the thing about uh Monica's story is, is is clearly fucked up uh that yeah. uh uh, that she gets excommunicated, which is just such like, I don't know what that means entirely. But I mean, in the Catholic Church, if you're excommunicated, it, it's like an edict that you're not, not only you're not part of the church, you're not going to heaven. Like you will not have like a an afterlife yeah. in heaven. So it seems like so brutal. And then the fact that she's the one who came out with it and uh, and the guy she's cheating with doesn't have, have anything happen to him. It's like even like, I'm sure it, like most religions are just shitty about those kind of things uh but if if you if you were in the catholic church and you did that well first of all you can like confess and it would be like (laughs) and your priest would be like okay i'm not gonna tell anybody because that's the whole point of this and you just get like five bonus guilt points and (laughs) if you get up to 100 guilt points this week you get a stuffed pope you know it's kind of like (laughs) it's little game (laughs) but uh, here they're like you know okay you came out with it well you're dead to us now Yeah, um, very fucked up, very weird, yeah. um, but it's very interesting for me to learn about this stuff. Also, I was kind of surprised to hear them like talk a little bit more about what the mission uh, is, um, because w- when they first said like he's going on the mission, it sounded like so like uh, monumentous. I thought he was going to go on like, um, uh, I don't know, like go to like the Andaman Islands and try to like convert tribesmen while they shoot arrows at him or something. And then I just realized when they're talking about it, that is just like he's, he's going to go to South Carolina and be one of those annoying dorks with a tie who knocks on people's doors (laughs) and annoys them.
2: (laughs) So they don't choose their, um, where they go though. So like he, like they said, like he could be going to Milan or he could be going to like, you know, Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Like he, like he doesn't know, (laughs) like they choose it for you. And then I was raised around a a bunch of Mormons. (laughs) So like they, um, so they don't choose it. They have to do it. It's a two year commitment, like a two year straight up commitment. So he's gone for two years. Um, if you're an athlete, Mm -hmm. you have, you still have to do it. So a lot of people that were obviously go to university of Utah, um, go to BYU, et cetera. Like they all do their mission. Um, a lot of athletes have to take time off and go do the two years and then they can come back and play. Um, but, Uh, Yeah, so all of them, like, they have to do it. And Heather's right. He's going to be a totally different person when he comes back. Like, I don't know if Lisa Barlow's ready for that. Because she, I believe Mm. she converted for John. So she wasn't raised in that church situation. Mm. I believe so. She wasn't raised in that church situation, whereas her child was raised, Jake was raised in that, instilled in that, that was instilled in him. So it's a two totally different dynamic. And yeah, because she's from New York. Like how many Mormons do you know in New York? Yeah, <laughs> you know. So <laughs> I, I think it's got. She's in for a rude awakening. So I understand why Heather was like so gung ho about being like she needs to know all this stuff and blah blah blah. But uh, if you're not, if that's not your everyday thing that you grew up with, it's gonna be it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be different for her when mm-hmm. he comes back for sure. So I'm looking forward to that. I do, I do, however, don't think that Heather should insert herself. I'm like, it's her kid. Like, let her be like leave her alone oh yeah
0: yeah it's yeah. Uh, it's it's interesting that she would even like make this thing there's no way that this can go yeah. like well for her socially <laughs> so um i don't know i heather i think is on borrowed time as a housewife i don't feel like she's bringing a lot but um yeah i'll i'll be interested to see how this plays out
2: Yeah, I think the only Uh, reason why she would ever come back, by the way, though, like, is that feud between her and Angie K that she's making up, which is kind of ridiculous. She's repeating a rumor. You should never ever, like, you should never ever sit there and be like, "Oh, they repeated a rumor." It's like they're repeating a rumor. They don't believe. They might not believe the rumor. They're just telling you the rumor. Like, don't shoot the messenger. (laughs) So I don't know. Like this whole, yeah,
0: I I really love how they like how Heather mentioned that they had known each other from middle school and the beef goes back to then and kind of like framed it as the, this like weird, like West side story type relationship between the Mormons and the Greeks. Like yeah. such, such a bizarre middle school dynamic. I really appreciated that. Um, but what was going on with Angie's dog? Did you guys pick up? Yeah, on this that or? was
2: odd. Were they training for something? Was there like a reason for the jump? I don't know. I don't get that part.
0: Yeah. So it had like those equestrian jumping like things set up in the house and her like giant poodle was jumping over it and had like bright pink dyed ears. It was <laughs> very strange, but I don't know. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I'd, it's just not a world that I'm exposed to. You got to keep I busy guess. somehow. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and then what was your thought, um, you guys? What, what? What? Quick question. What was your thought on the fact that their 11 year old still sleeps with them? No judgment whatsoever. Like you, you do you for your kid. But like, I just thought it was odd.
0: Yeah, I mean, eleven seems like a bit old for that. Oh. But I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Everybody raises their family. I didn't even. I I didn't even a... pick. Yeah, I didn't even pick up on that while watching the episode. Actually, it was yeah, just a it weird seems button. a little
1: old for me. I feel like at a certain point you've got to start <laughs> pushing them to be more independent. Eleven seems pretty old, but what yeah. do I know? I don't have kids.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. I think that about does it for Salt Lake City for me. Did you guys have any other thoughts? That about covers it for me, I think.
2: Yeah, that covers it for me as well. I don't think...
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing this, uh, G.A. It's been a a blast. Want to let everyone know where they can find you?
2: No, absolutely. And thank you again so much for having me. I will always come on if you guys ever want me back. Um, Yeah, um, anywhere you get your social media, you guys. I am on threads and I am on... Um, that's what the kids are calling it. And then I'm also on Instagram and Facebook, all the same handle. The underscore real underscore bitch underscore of underscore bravo. If you want to follow me on my regular one, you can, but I'm I'm so boring. Other than Bravo, I don't think I'm that that interesting. Um my <laughs> my, uh, my personal social media, which is public, uh, is J-I-H-A-E underscore J-H-O underscore Wiley Um, W-I-L-E-Y You can follow me there and listen everywhere you get your podcasts um, for the Real Bitch of Bravo podcast with G Hey Wiley.
0: Awesome. And Dylan,
1: how about yourself? Um, If anybody who loves uh, The Real Housewives also loves Cryptids and uh, American History I'm going to mention once again my uh, limited history show that I uh, that I've released recently. It's all available now just four episodes called the devil you don't about the cryptid the jersey devil and various uh, bizarre stories from american history that have intersected with this legend
0: awesome uh, i'm craig midwinter i don't really have anything other than this to plug unless you like programming you can follow me on github i guess um just see what i'm projects i'm into i don't know uh yeah that's been bravo outsider for this week you can find us online bravooutsider.com, we're on Instagram, we're on X, we're on TikTok sort of, uh look us up on YouTube or wherever you find your podcast. Until next week, keep on WiFA.